This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Have you ever covered a carpet stain with a rug? Ignored a leaky faucet? Pretended your half-painted living room is supposed to look like that? Well, you're not alone. We've all got unfinished home projects. But there's an easier way. When you download Thumbtack, it's easier to care for your home from top to bottom. Pull out your phone and in just a few steps, you can search, chat, and book highly rated pros right in your neighborhood. Plus, you'll know what to tackle next because Thumbtack is the app that shows you what to do, who to hire, and when. So say goodbye to all those unfinished home projects and say hello to caring for your home the easier way. Download Thumbtack and start a project today. Tonight. Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood on lockdown. It's very serious. Their new coronavirus concerns causing cancellations. Then Tom Hanks, his first interview about surviving COVID-19. Crippling, cracking body aches. Plus, no mission is impossible when you're Tom Cruise. Yep, I agree. How the star got special permission to get back to work. Then has Captain America found his Cinderella? Are Chris Evans and Lily James a new couple? And we're with OG Bachelorette Trista, how she's made her reality TV romance last. E.T. starts now. Hello and welcome. You know, COVID-19 doesn't care if you are the biggest country music star in the world, and that's why Garth Brooks and his wife, Trisha Yearwood, are in lockdown tonight instead of on stage after the virus breached their inner circle. I will sail my vessel how are you guys doing with everything that's going on? We're both very spiritual, so we lean on our faith, um, but we lean on each other. Reach my destination. You know, there's a lot of scary stuff going on, and it's very serious. The country music couple was supposed to play another Facebook concert today, but canceled after one of their team members was exposed to coronavirus. A rep tells ET that Garth and Trisha are fine, but out of an abundance of caution, they are all quarantining for two weeks. The singers are at home on their 20-acre Nashville farm. We're kind of all in this together, and that makes it a little bit easier to be isolated. We belong to each other. The news comes less than two weeks after Garth's socially distanced driving concerts. Garth's Facebook show, Inside Studio G, and Trisha's Tease Coffee Talk will both go dark for the next two weeks. We are going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we are following the rules and doing what we think is best for, for us as a world, we're going to be okay. And, and um, there will come a time when we can all hug each other in person again. 
There is a darkness on the edge of town here, folks, and it's killing people. Tom Hanks knows all too well the effects of COVID-19. He shared his and Rita's experience in his first live interview since recovery. I had body aches, crippling, cracking body aches. They kept very strict attention on our fevers because if they had spiked, we were gonna be in trouble. Our lungs, because if they had filled up or scarred, we were gonna be in trouble. We laid it out. Is this going to be a problem? And they looked at us with all seriousness and they said, it very well could be. Tom and Rita were diagnosed in March while he was shooting on location in Australia. America's dad, who turned 64 on Thursday, appeared from his home office to chat with the Today Show's Hoda Kotb. The idea of doing one's part, though, should be so simple. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask, social distance, wash your hands. Can we make that a meme? Wash your hands, social distance, wear a mask. All right, let's move on to another Tom who is doing his part, Tom Cruise. But he needed a special loophole in UK law to get back to work. Check out the new photos, Cruise in a mask, after touching down in London via helicopter. Cruise is in town to film Mission Impossible 7 and 8, riding a dirt bike for one scene. He just spoke with a UK official to get special permission to be exempt from England's 14-day quarantine, and Tom's not the only star. That's right. It seems like it would be an awfully fun thing to do. <laughs> Whatever we'll you want. see. <laughs> Ursula, Melissa McCarthy's heading across the pond soon for the live-action Little Mermaid. Our Pat's U.S.-based crew is flying back in for The Batman. Eddie Redmayne's crew is, too, for Fantastic Beasts 3. Hashtag protect the secrets. <laughs> so why are the quarantine rules being bent? to help a struggling $12.4 billion industry. Revenue is, is, a, is a massive part in it. Sets can be regulated to be uh, a bit safer, juxtaposed to, to other industries. The loophole only applies to England and only to those essential to production who must follow strict protocols. The guidelines are, are very, very vast. Mask usage, uh, the staggering of when people get onto set. Actors must be confined to a bubble of their hotel and the production area. <laughs> We're uh, back in production on Jurassic World Dominion. Chris Pratt is already filming in London with a reported $5 million of safety protocols, including nightly antiviral fogging of the set. Well, I think I'll just go see for myself. Brad Pitt just landed his first starring role since winning an Oscar. It's for an action movie called Bullet Train. Shooting locations are TBD, but England could be enticing. The studio, Sony, is already set to resume shooting there on the live-action Cinderella with Pierce Brosnan. Have they set a, a date yet for you guys to return? They, they're talking about August. Let's wait and see, really. Okay, let's stay in the UK, where new photos of Chris Evans and Lily James are sparking romance rumors. Cap. The Captain America star and the British actress were spotted leaving a private club at 12.53 a.m. over the weekend in London. They shared a cab, but when they got to the hotel, we're told they spotted an awaiting photographer and went to different entrances. Lily, in a red dress, went to the back, and Chris, all in black, the front. 39-year-old Chris has kept his dating life out of the spotlight since his split from actress Jenny Slate in 2018. They meant while filming the movie, Gifted. Honestly, we're just like both two teenagers from Massachusetts, so it kind of feels like I got my dream seventh grade boyfriend. <laughs> Meanwhile, 31-year-old Lily, who starred in Downton Abbey and Mamma Mia 2, had been dating the Crown star Matt Smith. They were rumored to have ended their five-year relationship in December. And that's the end of it. As for Chris, well, he sure seems to have a type. Actresses, 
He dated Jessica Biel, Minka Kelly, and Lily Collins. Chris explained why to Esquire, quote, there's a certain shared life experience that is tough for someone else who's not in this industry to kind of wrap their head around. Evans also hinted to us he's ready to be a dad when talking about his beloved dog, Dodger. Dogs are just so good and so pure. Hey, man, can you sit? Good boy. I think it actually unlocks a little bit. As I imagine having children, Will, I really want kids, too. I really want kids, too. You feel lucky if in any way it rubs off on you. Last night on The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever, we got to relive one of the franchise's best and actually its longest running romance, Trista and Ryan. Will you marry me? <laughs> Did you ever think that how many years later you would be reliving this television show on TV again? He was no. hoping never. <laughs> Well, lucky for Ryan, he'd only have to watch Trista kiss three other guys. Yeah, the first season was not the makeout party the show is these days. I was just talking to Nick Vile, and uh, we were talking about how a lot of times the women just grabbed his face because it was like they didn't have anything else to talk about. So calming and... I would like to get back to the innocence of it all. Was it controversial at the time, Trista, for you to be The Bachelorette? I got a lot of hatred, but it was a huge double standard. I remember a reporter asked, how are you going to behave so that you don't come off like a husky? People don't question why a guy is hanging out with 25 girls, but a girl is hanging out with 25 guys, well then. Ryan recalled how they've made it last. Trista and I don't walk off the show equally. She's Batman and I'm Robin. And <laughs> And everybody's calling for Batman, but Robin just sort of shows up with them. That can be uncomfortable. Trista did a great job so that it wasn't one person on a pedestal and one person off a pedestal. Trista and Ryan are now parents. They still live in Colorado. Trista even still has the original final rose she gave Ryan back in 2003. And back then, we asked the couple where they saw themselves in five years. Baby on the way, because I'll be 35 by then. So, I kind of want to have the baby before I turn ancient, <laughs> you know. That's horrible. Did you have the first baby within that five years? Yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> I love the comment about how I'm going to be ancient. Have your kids watched any of the, your season of The Bachelorette? Max could care less, but Blakely, she thinks it's kind of cool. Trista and Ryan truly setting the example for that franchise. Now, another reality couple still going strong, Ginger Duggarvolo and her husband, Jeremy. The Counting On stars are expecting baby number two and giving fans a glimpse inside their quarantine life. How are you doing in the quarantine? Yeah, I think everybody's just trying to make the best of it. We live in LA, so for us, it provides even more opportunities to get together with the family over video chat. Tonight's season 11 premiere of Counting On was shot prior to the pandemic. Let's see, we're home. Ginger, Jeremy, and nearly two-year-old Felicity settle into their new life in Hollywood. <laughs> and their family is about to get bigger. The couple is happily expecting their second daughter after previously suffering a miscarriage. Yeah, in the season you'll follow us as we announced to my family that um, I was expecting. And there's Ginger. <laughs> and then also the sadness of losing that little one. Definitely watching that show, I think there will be a lot of emotions um, that will come back up, um, just seeing that again. But I think we're looking forward to even 
um, the joys now of having a new little one on the way. And in true Duggar fashion, Ginger is not the only family member expecting. There are five girls pregnant right now. I'm excited about the grandbabies that are coming. This season we have girls galore, eight girls in a row. So it's amazing. <laughs> So the counting on stars are losing count. <laughs> now we're gonna go from eight to 80. Ringo Starr is celebrating his 80th birthday. I get five, I the gift he got from fellow Beatle Paul McCartney. How great is that? And his new tribute to John Lennon. You know, it's emotional. Then, get yourself a dirty job. Dirty Jobs returns to TV tonight. Host Mike Rowe on his most dangerous gig. A broken finger, a cracked rib, I singed my eyebrows off. Plus, Jim Carrey's new book, Confessions, from past romances to depression. I think everybody who's famous feels lonely. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Go! Ah, nice and slow, Paul. We're not even moving yet. Oh. Oh, what a stupid way to die. When you're shooting a show like Dirty Jobs, you're up to your neck in all sorts of unnameable uh, fluids. Mike Rowe has built an estimated $35 million empire off hosting shows like Dirty Jobs. Now, after eight years, the show is back with Dirty Jobs Road Trip. Was there a time when you thought, man, I might have physical harm done to me during this episode? Not, not a time, the time. We, <laughs> we were in a constant state of, of uncertainty. We're all getting knocked around every day. There was some stitches over here and a broken finger there and a cracked rib. I singed my eyebrows off. I singed my eyelashes off. We were constantly hanging on for dear life. A four-part Discovery Channel special starts tonight. Mike revisits the dirtiest of the 300 jobs he filmed during the show's 169-episode run. How much excitement do you need, Johnny? <laughs> well, as much as it takes. What you might not know about Mike, he's also the voice of Deadliest Catch. He also used to sing opera. In fact, Mike wrote a Dirty Jobs theme song himself. You don't need to borrow, beg, and you don't need to rob. All you got to do is get yourself a dirty job. Once more, all you got to do is get yourself a dirty job. Yeah. Wow, what a voice on that guy. Okay, here's another wild job, venturing into the mind of Jim Carrey. So this book is about a lot of personalities. Alrighty then. A very different side of the star. Our emotional conversation about his new book. I had to be great to survive. Then Ringo Starr spends his birthday with E.T. and drops a big surprise for Beatles fans. It's never been out, never been seen. Jim Carrey played the evil Dr. Robotnik in this year's Sonic the Hedgehog, which went on to gross over $300 million worldwide. So what's Jim's next chapter? Well, it's unlike anything he's ever done. You say about this book, none of it is real and all of it is true. It's basically 
using fiction to tell a deeper truth. This book is about the fear of erasure and the ego and its addiction to relevance. Yeah, this gym is very different from the guy we're used to seeing. Ah, somebody stop me! Alrighty then. His new semi-autobiographical novel, Memoirs and Misinformation, is a look inside the 58-year-old's mind. Passages include his character's breakup with a fictional Renee Zellweger. A wound I feared would never heal, he writes. Carrie and the real Renee dated for a short time in 2000. There were even engagement rumors. I'm just proud. I'm, I'm proud of him. We came together around the, the excitement of doing something that nobody had ever done. Jim enlisted novelist Dana Vachon to co-author and help sort through his thoughts, a task that took eight years. They're going to say, this is Jim Carrey hiding behind a character. I mean, you couldn't find another person who's been this scathing and this introspective and this, this courageous. I fillet myself. I pull my entrails out and let the gulls have a meal. You know what I mean? Does the Jim Carrey in the book feel trapped and, and lonely by his fame? I think everybody who's famous feels lonely. I walked through the door, the Truman Show door, and uh, was thinking I would leave it all behind and just mm -hmm. recreate myself. But all this doesn't mean he doesn't like putting on a character. I know that Sonic 2 may be happening at some point, you know, which I'm, I'm really gratified by. I get to go back and do that really off-the-wall silly stuff. <laughs> Jim was definitely off the wall 30 years ago behind the scenes of In Living Color. He got emotional talking about the groundbreaking sketch comedy show that featured mostly black comedians and the impact it had on his life. I wouldn't be writing this book. I wouldn't be in the place that I am without Keenan and Damon Wayans. Honestly, I, I am so grateful. And that's what it's about, that everybody on In Living Color was, was so great that I had to be great. I can't talk about it. Very lucky. Jim, now all we need is an in living color reunion. Come on. All right. You know, peace, love, and gratitude is something that Ringo Starr is all about. And the music legend turns 80 today, and he is showing no signs of slowing down. Ringo, how are you doing, man? You look fantastic. I work out. I'm a vegetarian, so. A lot of uh, broccolis in my diet. <laughs> and uh, I think that's all it is. Just keep moving. Hard to believe Ringo was just 22 years old when he joined the Beatles. He's still just as cool now, rocking the same signature shades he wore when we first met him in 1981. I was a Beatle. I'm still Ringo Starr, and I'm doing my own uh, records now. Ringo and Paul McCartney stayed close, performing together at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And tonight on YouTube, you'll get to see a mini Beatles reunion as part of Ringo's annual Peace and Love celebration combined with his online 80th birthday bash. I hear on this, we're gonna see never before seen footage of you and Paul playing together. I went to Dodger Stadium last year and played with Paul. So it's never been out, never been seen. What a brother, brother, you know? There's also a Beatles connection to this song off Ringo's latest album. It was written by John Lennon, and Paul plays on the record. Grow old along with me. It was so great. I mean, I love playing with him. You know, he comes over to my studio. He's on most of my solo records. I find a song, I say, he's the only bass player I can have on that track. <laughs> bass the setting sun. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. song. Yeah. 
I'm sure he wrote it for Yoko, but I think it's, you know, it's open to everybody. You know, it's emotional. Deep inside, you know, I want John still to be here, but he's not. Hey, John would have been 80 also. He would have been 80 in October. What would he have been like at 80? I don't know. Across <laughs> the old guy, I think. Ringo, who is still happily married to former Bond girl Barbara Bach, has rescheduled his summer tour for next year. And all proceeds from his special go to charities including Black Lives Matter, something the Beatles knew even back in the day. You guys refused to play a show because they were going to have a segregated audience. We didn't understand this. What do you mean, you know, people can't come to the gig? No, I'm peace and love, not violence. Legendary words from a legendary man. Happy birthday, Ringo. All right, coming up, we're checking in with new mom, Rachel Bloom, plus a troll-sized surprise for her littlest fan. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. If Barb collects all the strings, our music will be destroyed forever. Trolls World Tour is out on digital and Blu-ray today, and I got to talk with star Rachel Bloom, but I needed a little help from the biggest Trolls fan I know. This is Macklin, by the way. Hey, hey Macklin. This is Miss Rachel, and she does the wonderful voice of Barb, our favorite rock character. So tell us about Barb. I think that what is interesting about her is that she thinks she's doing the right thing, and she's such a villain in the movie, but all of the great villains, they think they're in the right. So I can stop the feeling. You know, Miss Rachel just became a, a new mama over this quarantine. You can see the play gyms right there. Do you serenade your little one yet? Our kind of good night song to her has become the theme song from DuckTales. Every day they're out there making DuckTales. She just started laughing like two days ago. And the thing that made her laugh was just, goo, goo. And it was like, that's the greatest comedy she's ever seen. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.